Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Well, you can't have revelation knowledge without the Holy Spirit. You see, because revelation knowledge ultimately is heart knowledge, and it comes from from the Holy Spirit. You guys with me this morning? Praise God. Amen. Now, let's um, head over to, uh, yeah, I got 20 minutes. Let's let's go over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'm going to show you how this thing works. You're going to see the relationship between hearing the Word of Grace the gospel of grace and how the Holy Spirit will use the word of grace to uh, write on the people's hearts. And, and we're going to contrast that now with uh, the ministry of the law of Moses. Amen. And I really think this is going to open your eyes. It's really going to bless you. And, and I think it's really going to be awesome. Amen. Praise God. Let's do this. Uh, let's look at it. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, starting in in verse one, and 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 this is all about now trusting in the Spirit to impart heart knowledge of God to your heart, making the things of God real to your heart by you hearing the correct word, the word of grace. Look at this. Uh, he says here in Second uh, Corinthians chapter three, verse one. Uh, He says in verse 1, this is the Apostle Paul writing, he says, Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you? Verse 2, he says, I love this, he says, You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read, of all men. And so he's talking to the Corinthian church. He's talking to the people that they'd been ministering to. And he says, no, 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 guys. Guys, you are our epistle. <laughs> You're our letter, letter of, of recommendation. And so in other words, and this is something the Lord really laid on my heart for this ministry. What he's saying is, is that success in the ministry, in this new covenant, success Ministry success is measured by by the transformed lives that come as a result. In other words, when you hear this word and your life is is transformed as a result, uh, then that he says, that's all we need. You know, we don't have to go around uh, trying to get people to refer us or or to like to, to write letters of, of recommendation. No, 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 guys. He says it's it's you. It's your transformed lives. And so I, I, I really take this away for our ministry uh, because I never want to fall into, uh, ever want to fall into playing the numbers game. In other words, you think because a certain number of people is coming to your church that that means you automatically have a successful church. No. You see, you can have a lot of people coming to a church, but what determines whether or not that is a successful ministry is how are the people doing who are coming to that church? You see, if you have a 
guy who comes to your church or, or, or a person who comes to the church uh, and they've been there for years and their lives are not transformed, well, then that's not a successful ministry. And so the success of this ministry is measured in the transformed lives of the people who come to the ministry, you see. You know, Jesus is in the heart transformation business, man. And so we, as the church, praise God, ought to be in the heart transformation business. I want you to know, you keep listening to this word, you keep plugging in with this ministry, your life is never going to be the same again for the better. Glory be to God. You see, we always want to understand a year from now, we want to be further ahead than where we are now. We want to be more mature in our walk with God than we are now. And so that's what this new covenant ministry is all about. And so what Paul is saying is that through the ministry and as you'll see in a minute, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, every believer can become a living epistle. And what it means to be a living epistle is really that, you know, sometimes the only uh, Bible, guys, that a person will ever see, the only Bible they'll ever read is you, is your life. And so, and so when people come into contact with you, what are they coming into contact with? They come into contact with someone who, who, who has a mean attitude, who's judgmental, uh, who's broke and sick like everybody else, and then says, hey, I want you to come with me and believe on, on Jesus. Well, well you know, if they can't see that there's something different about you, if an unbeliever can't see that there's something different about you as a believer, then, then they won't necessarily have any kind of incentive to come and, 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 and check out uh, what it is uh, that you believe, you see. And so your life is important. And it goes back to the ministry. The success of the ministry is the transformation that happens in the lives of, of the people. And then the people, guys, if you have a successful ministry, will go forth as living epistles. And then their transformed lives will begin to draw other people in, you see. And really that's what it means to be holy. To be holy is to be set apart from the world. You see, when you are holy, that means when the world is sick, you're healed. When the, wor when the world is, is, is broke, you prosper. When the world is afraid, walking in fear, you walk in a confidence and in a security that can only come as a result of your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus. You guys catching me here this morning? Praise God. Now look at verse 3. This is key, guys, to understand verse 3 here. He says in verse 3, for as much as you manifest, for, excuse me, for as much as you are manifestly declared, for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, watch this now, guys, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. And he says, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. We're talking about heart knowledge, amen. In this new covenant, Holy Spirit, he says, is writing not on tables of stone, but Holy Spirit is writing on your heart. And so in the Old Covenant, there were writings or carvings on, on tables of stone, on tablets of stone. And guys, what was, was uh, written on stone in the Old uh, uh, Covenant? It was the Ten Commandments, right? It was the Ten Commandments. And so what he's doing here is he is contrasting the, the ministry of the law with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? 
So he's contrasting the ministry of the law, carvings on tablets of stone, Ten Commandments, and now he's contrasting that with the ministry of the Spirit, writing on your heart. And of course, the Ten Commandments is not all there is to the Old uh, Covenant. Remember, there were Ten Commandments written, uh, carved on stone, and then there were 600 plus additional commandments, and you really got uh, 613 commandments under that Old Covenant. And so he's contrasting that now with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is ministering to people's hearts. Now, how does that work? Well, Paul is saying that you are the, the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. And so, guys, what that means is, glory to God, catch me now. What he's saying is that any time this word of grace is ministered, any time that you hear the gospel, you hear the good news of God's unmerited favor in Christ. You hear the truth that what you need is already available. You hear the truth uh, that, that, that Jesus, uh, that God so loved the world, man, that he, he, he sent his only begotten son so that you wouldn't need to remain where you are, but man, so you could have healing, deliverance, your needs being supplied. Anytime you hear that, what happens is the Holy Spirit is now riding on your heart. And so, in other words, uh, faith is imparted through you hearing this word. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In fact, uh, head, uh, let's. I want to read this to you real quick here. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, in the New Living Translation. Go to Romans 10, 17 in the New Living Translation. Because, guys, all of us have heard, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, now that is correct. But I want you to, to, to know that that, technically speaking, is not the literal translation of that verse. You see, uh, the word of God is the entire Bible. It's the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And so a lot of people think, well, faith cometh uh, just by you hearing the word of God, as in anything that's in Scripture. Well, I'm submitting to you, that's not true. Because a, a guy, a preacher, can get up and he can preach uh, legalism and performance and, and, and then think, you know, well, faith cometh by hearing the word of God, you know, and not understanding that when you're preaching legalism and performance, you're actually killing faith, you see, because uh, condemnation, guys, is a faith killer. Where there's condemnation, there will, not, there will not be any kind of strong faith. Condemnation and faith cancel each other out, you see. And so you can't preach condemnation, the law of Moses, and expect that the people's faith will rise. No, if you want to have a church that is strong in faith, if you want to have a congregation that is faith-filled, you've got to preach the good news of the gospel. You've got to preach the good news of the finished works of Jesus Christ. Now, look at this here in Romans 10:17 in the New Living Translation, which actually translates this more accurately. Because the word that is usually... Uh, where the King James says, faith cometh by hearing the word of God, the word there is actually Christos, which is the Greek word for Christ. And so he's saying, yeah, faith cometh by hearing the word. But specifically, guys, faith cometh by you hearing the word of the grace of God. The word of the grace of God. That's how faith is imparted. When you hear the word that you're hearing today about what Jesus has already done for you, Remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He can only confirm truth to you. And so when, 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 when you hear the truth of the finished works of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit will begin to uh, bear witness to you about the finished works of Jesus. It goes back to the Holy Spirit uh, convincing you 
to believe on Jesus. You guys catching this? Look at this here, uh, Romans 10, 17. I want you to see this, and we'll head back over to 2 Corinthians. Uh, in the New Living Translation, he puts it like this in the New Living Translation. He says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Hearing the good news about Christ. How often, guys, have we just stopped at hearing, well, faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And again, that's correct. But it's not just any verse of Scripture. It's not just, I hear any verse of Scripture and then faith cometh. Well, obviously, that's not true. Uh, people hear Scriptures all the time and faith doesn't come for them. No, faith comes, guys, when you hear about what Jesus has already done. When you hear about this truth, it's no longer about you sweating, struggling, or performing to try to be right with God. No, it's about you putting your faith in Jesus. Glory be to God. It's all about Jesus, God. Praise God. You can go back to uh, 2 Corinthians 3. And so that's what he's talking about here. And so, guys, I want you to understand that this new covenant ministry is so much deeper than merely the sharing of intellectual information. So much deeper. Because he's saying Holy Spirit is writing on, on, on your heart and, and how does a person how, how, does, how do we write on, on someone's heart well we write on our own hearts the Bible says in Psalm I believe it's 45 1 that the tongue of a man is the pen of a ready writer and so anything that you hear repeatedly is getting into your heart you see this is why we confess the word not to try to get God to do it but to get it rooted in our own heart and so hearing words is going to be writing on our hearts and specifically when you hear the word of Christ the finished works of Jesus the gospel of Jesus Christ when you hear those words Holy Spirit is now writing on your heart and so in New Covenant ministry uh, catch me now guys there's there's really a spiritual transfer glory be to God that is being made uh, from 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 the person who's ministering from my heart to your heart you see as I'm talking to you I'm not just talking this is not just stuff that I know intellectually, that I've memorized intellectually. No, there's, there's an impartation that's taking place uh, between my heart and yours. This is what Paul is talking about. Uh, if you go back to verse 2, where he says, You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. And so, Holy Spirit is taking, literally, glory be to God, <laughs> Yes, Lord, he's taking the, the substance and the life that is in this word of God and he's carrying it now from my heart to your heart. You see, there's spiritual substance and spiritual life that's in the word of God. Jesus said, my, my words are spirit and they are truth. And so there's spiritual life in this word that the Holy Spirit is now taking from me and he's writing it on your heart. As you have a receptive heart, uh, you obviously have to be receptive. As, as you are receptive and available, Holy Spirit is making some spiritual deposits in, in your heart right now. And guys, this is ultimately what breaks down the hardness of heart that comes as a result of the law. Remember, we were looking at the veil of condemnation a few weeks ago. This is what breaks down that veil of condemnation. And it allows, as I said, the Holy Spirit to ride into your, onto your heart. And that's how he imparts heart knowledge of God. And so simply put, you hearing the word is what's going to take you from head knowledge to heart knowledge. Not because of anything you do. Certainly not because of anything I'm doing, guys. I want you to know, man, when I uh, get up to preach the Word or, or, or preach here on these videos, uh, 
I'm always relying on the Holy Spirit uh, to, to, to do what I can do, to, to, to make this real to you, to, to, to help you to see, you see. And so you go from head knowledge to heart knowledge by hearing this word of grace. And then a good thing for you to pray every now and then is, Holy Spirit, make this word real in my life. Holy Spirit, I, I pray that you would confirm this word in my heart. You see? And gradually you will find yourself walking in a deeper sense of, of heart knowledge. You guys catching this? Now, uh, let's, um, let's uh, head down to verse 4. Uh, verse 4 says, and, and such trust have we through Christ to God word, verse 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of as anything as of ourselves. And, and so in other words, uh, yeah, this is what I just said. I, I'm not relying on, on, on you know, I'm, I'm not here, guys. I want you to really understand uh, I'm, 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 I'm like the least qualified person to be able to minister this work to you. <laughs> yeah, they, and I'm fully aware of that. Uh, the only reason that I'm even here uh, ministering this word to you is because of the grace of God, you see. <laughs> I, I, th- th- there's nothing, I know that I can do nothing without him. And that's what he's saying here. He says, we're not sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. And so no matter what you're called to do, don't you think that you got to carry the burden of it. No, your sufficiency is of God. You see, he's made you well able. He supplies you with the ability to do what you got to do. Verse 6, look at this. Verse 6 says, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament. We're all able ministers of this New Testament, this new covenant. Someone says, Alex, that's just talking about people in ministry. No, guys. You want to understand, every believer is a minister. You may have not known this, but you are a minister. If you're with someone, turn to them and say, hello, minister. Amen. You see, if you're a believer, you're a minister. You have a ministry. Maybe you're not called into the full-time ministry, but your ministry is your life. Remember, I said earlier, I said just a moment ago, uh, sometimes the only Bible that a person will read is your life. And so your life is your ministry, your workplace, your sphere of influence, your family. Someone says, Alex, you don't know my family. Oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I may need some extra supernatural help when it comes to, to my family. Well, that's okay, friend, that's okay. Um, <laughs> and, and he will supply you with that help, amen. He will supply you with, with that help. <laughs> and so I just want you to see that your life being a living epistle is, remember that, that Jesus came into the world as the light of the world. The light of the world in context is the light that unveils the true nature of God to the world. Now Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he says, we're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. And so your life, ultimately guys, is destined to be a light that shines so brightly that it's going to unveil to the people in your life the nature of God. They're going to begin to encounter God. They'll have a, an encounter with Jesus through you, you see. And how does that happen? Guys, it doesn't happen by might, by power, or by effort. It happens 
through you depending on your unseen partner, the Holy Spirit, who is working on the inside of you, who is imparting the truth of this word to your heart. And so he says, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, and this is what I want you to see here, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. And so there's a contrast between the letter and the Spirit. Now the letter is, is talking about the law, and really what it's talking about for our purposes here is performance-based religion. And so we're not ministers of performance-based religion, but of the Spirit. And so you can't combine uh, performance, living under the law, with uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You see, you, you can't combine them. And this is why I've shared with you before that um, what Satan is trying to do, he's trying to keep the church stuck in religion. Do this and you'll be right with God. Uh, perform well enough and, and you'll be righteous. That's religion. And so he wants to keep the church stuck in religion and keep the Holy Spirit out, out of the churches. And that's why he's got so many people deceived into thinking that the, the gifts of the Spirit are not in operation. But the most powerful thing that can happen, guys, is praise God when you, when you, when you get rid of religion. You just want to go ahead and, and, and trash your religion, glory to God, and you want to replace it with the Holy Spirit, you see. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is no longer a ministry where you are looking to a list of things you got to do. The Ten Commandments, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. No, that's the old covenant that was written on tablets of stone. In this new covenant, you don't know, you're no longer under uh, that old uh, covenant. You're no longer under the Ten Commandments. Praise God, because you got something better. You got the Spirit of grace on the inside of you, writing on your heart. You got the Holy Spirit transforming you from the inside out. And so you don't have to live by a set of commandments commandments that says, don't do this, don't do that. No, you got the Spirit teaching you, guiding you, cleaning you up from the inside out. Uh, guys, again, this is not giving anybody license to sin. No, what this is saying is that if you trust the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you, He's working on the inside of you. He's working on the inside of you. So everybody say, God is working on the inside of me. He's working on the inside of you. And man, him writing on your heart, what happens is sooner or later, the stuff you used to want to do, you don't want to do it no more. All those ungodly desire, desires you used to have, he'll take those away. He'll be writing some new desires on your heart, praise God. You see, he's going to be writing God's desires for you on your heart. He's going to transform you from the inside out. Once again, this is the deeper Nothing is more important in the life of a believer than your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. Principles are important, yet the strength and the empowerment in this Christian life come out of your personal walk with Jesus. Now to learn more and to access other resources that will help you to grow in your walk with the Lord, visit alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. And perhaps you're listening to me today and you've never made the conscious choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity. You see, this is not about you cleaning up your life. This is simply about you purposing in your heart, deciding in your heart to believe. And so simply repeat this out loud after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Savior of the world. I believe he died for all of my sins, 
I believe he was raised again on the third day. And now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I make you the Lord of my life. Teach me how to live for you. In Jesus' name. Friend, if you have prayed that prayer for the first time and you have meant it, you've just given your life to the Lord. You've just gotten born again. Now, I want to encourage you to let us know. You can go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash new beginning. There's a form there where you can email us. Let us know you just gave your life to the Lord. We want to celebrate with you. We want to give you some additional information and resources and really provide you with everything you need to fully step into this life of victory in Christ. And so friend, we look forward to hearing from you.